0: Hello and welcome once again to another exciting, adventure-filled episode of Unprofessional. I am Dave Wiskus, and I am joined by Lex Friedman. Hi, Dave. My illustrious co-host. And our special guest this week is the one and only John Maltz.
1: Gentlemen. Tell the people what you, who you are, what you do.
0: Tell them about yourself. Uh, I am,
2: as of six months ago, a little bit more than that, uh, a freelance writer. Have, and I'm in the high-paying... F- Fun loving, devil may care world of freelance writing. And I write a web blog called verynicewebsite.net. And I train poodles. <laughs> That's an interesting fact. <laughs> not successfully, mind you. Yes, I actually have a Laura. We have a uh, standard poodle.
0: Standard poodle, like yes. not a, an automatic.
2: <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have like an extra leg.
0: Is yours pink? I see the pink ones every so often.
2: Uh, no. Well, not yet, anyway.
0: Do they dab do they them pink, or, or do, do they yeah. come
2: that way?
1: <laughs>
2: We're not living in the, in the far-flung future of uh, gene-spliced poodles yet. So I want to ask them. you for
1: your honest analysis, though, because this, I think, is probably one of the bigger issues that um, unprofessional listeners consider. Dave pronounces the T in often, and I don't. Where do you fall on the T in often debate? Uh, no T. Often. Just Just checking. Often. There's a fucking T in it. The T really isn't (laughs) pronounced. I mean, people who pronounce the T are doing it as a hyper-correction.
2: Are are you new to English or something?
1: I mean, (laughs) have you you looked around at the words in
2: English and the the crazy-ass way we pronounce things? I coold probably find a good counterexample (laughs) to your theory. Ooh. Uh,
1: Burn. (sighs) Linguistic burn.
2: Sick linguistics And yeah, the word could, that's,
0: that's, that's about how you're pronouncing the letters together. With, with often, uh, there's a T there. You're just skipping over it. Is this
1: the difference between a developer and a writer? Perhaps. I'm just going to focus on the mnemonic device I used to remember. <laughs>
0: in Dutch, there are no silent letters, so they say things in English like knife. They don't know any better. It's cute. Hmm.
2: I was, uh, in school, taught to read and write using a system called ITA which your listeners can can look up. It was this crazy thing that they taught in the... It was uh, hippies. I blame hippies, mostly, Um, usually for everything. But uh, particularly
0: for this, it was a phonetic alphabet. (laughs) Link number four on Google is the International Trombone Association.
2: Yeah. Like, there was a character, one character for TH, I believe, and one character for CH, and then one character for two O's in sequence. Um, and supposedly it taught you how to learn. It taught you to learn English faster because you spelled things <laughs> the way they were actually pronounced. Um, and, but consequently you did not learn how to spell things in English. So I ended up being a terrible speller.
0: Oh, here it is. Uh, initial teaching alphabet. Yes. There we go. A variant of the Latin alphabet developed by Sir James Pittman, the grandson of Sir Isaac Pittman developed by Karl
2: Marx and Joseph Stalin and, indoctrinated into our children during the 60s. Wow. Does it say that? Or did I just make that part up?
0: Uh, well, I'm adding it.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> this is the we're, Wikipedia. We're updating <laughs> Wikipedia live. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Citation needed. Well, Maltz said it was true. It must be true. This may not be right. I remember being in school. Uh, the, the cursive was always the hard part for me. Because so many letters, like the N now looks like an M in cursive. Yeah. And it always messed with me. I was, I was terrible at it.
2: English is just nuts. So my son, we adopted my son from China, and so he spent his first year of his life learning Chinese, and I just felt bad bringing him here and trying to teach him English. Chinese would be so much easier, <laughs> except for the characters, rather right. than the characters. Everything else would be easier. <laughs> but English is lousy. It's, 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 all, it's all irregular, and you know the spelling doesn't make sense, and it's a hard language to learn.
0: Did you? Did you just decide to adopt a child? We from China? practiced
2: at having our own for for many years, um, and but then decided we didn't want to go pro.
1: So, uh, hmm. you know, sometimes you just—it's uh, just the pleasure of the game. Here's what I want to know. This is my number one question. When you talk about, you know, you, you went to China, I presume. Like that's—that's that's how the adoption process works. When you're adopting overseas, you go there. You, right?
2: Well, yes, yes,
1: and they don't deliver.
2: Right. <laughs> 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 Actually, <laughs> you know what? Enough. Some countries, some countries will deliver. That's interesting. Um, but but uh, we wouldn't have done that anyway. But China does not.
0: Made in Foxconn, or something?
2: now when you go there,
1: and I'm just talking right over that joke from Dave. But when you go there, yeah, keep you going. Got the uh, you're there for for several days. One doesn't just go to China. Uh, one does you know, not just bring home your new child. And, one does <laughs> not just adopt from Mordor. Right. So when you're there, I presume you had to eat. And that's my question: Is the Chinese food here? Like I had Chinese food for lunch, and it was sesame chicken. Uh, do they make good <laughs> sesame chicken in China? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I had sesame
2: chicken. They make really good food. There's some tremendous. Obviously, they make. Good I Chinese disagree. F- they make good Chinese food there. You disagree? You're gonna? You're gonna? Um, I completely disagree. You're gonna throw a throw a, what, a yellow card?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> sure. I don't know what that means. That's a sports I thing, I, right? Yeah. Well, I just made it up. Right? I don't. I don't I don't follow football. I was in Hong Kong a couple years ago. I believe it's pronounced. Sorry, I mispronounced it. I apologize. My apologies to our football-loving listeners. I was in Hong Kong a couple years ago for a conference, and they—it's uh, not mainland China, so maybe there's a difference here. And there's probably a difference. It was a British colony. There's a lot of English influence, but the food there was scary. Yes. We were in a restaurant. A friend ordered the duck. They brought a duck. Sure, with a head. Because a duck has a head. Right. The way that often has a T?
2: Yes. <laughs> You're
1: okay with removing the T, but not the duck's head. I'm okay with removing the duck's head. I'm just saying there's not necessarily a rush on yeah, that.
2: Yeah, no, I... I, uh, uh. Yeah. I, will, I will be served either, frankly. I will be served with a T with or without a T, and with a head without the head. How can you eat that? Um, it's not my favorite way.
1: I would rather have it without the tea. You but, know that um, even when they serve the, the duck head. headless, that it did at one point have a head. It right did at one point
0: the <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Do you know that, or do we? Uh... Have I just ruined Christmas? <laughs> I'm I'm well aware that well I, I don't eat duck anyway. But like if I were to eat chicken, I know that it was once a chicken. I just don't want to think too much about it. They feed cows other cows now, so maybe they uh, maybe they can raise ducks without heads.
1: Hmm.
2: I bet someday they will raise ducks without heads.
1: If they could do genetically engineered meat, which you know they've been working on for eons, where they could literally say, you know, there was at no point was this thing living or had any kind of sentience or anything like that. Um, I, it doesn't seem like we would go that way if it was if it was indistinguishable in terms of flavor, taste, texture, etc. I, I mean, I would sign up for the genetically engineered meat in a second.
2: Yeah, so would I.
0: I bet you would.
1: <laughs> that sounds
0: just like you. I I don't think I could. I would rather. I think of of all available options maybe i'll just stop eating meat. Really? Did you have soup while you're in um Hong Kong? No, i mostly ate uh at the uh hotel restaurant and Burger King. McDonald's? I didn't go to a McDonald's there.
1: <laughs> I did go to a Starbucks and a Burger King. What unusual ch- uh, Hong Kong items were on the Burger King menu? Uh
0: they had a burrito, which seemed like a really weird thing to have at mm. uh, a Burger King in Asia. Being so far away from the home of burritos.
2: Well, the soup, the soup. Often the soup in China has interesting things in it. And we were out at dinner once with a um, with another couple before we, at all, met our children to be. And uh, we were <laughs> we had ordered some soup. And we were all sitting there eating soup, and and the guy and I noticed there was something in the in the bottom of the soup that we decided not to tell the ladies about.
0: Wow, well, you're going to ruin food for me, aren't you? Well, do
2: baby birds at the bottom of soup ruin? Oh, <laughs> in soup for you. Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, that's it. No more soup. That was a surprise, man. Uh, I mean, I got, uh, i used to get to grossed out if you ordered fish at a restaurant and it has the head on it. And I mean, generally, they're—I mean, they—they they mock you and think ill of you. But if if I get food that's presented in a way that grosses me out, I just ask them to kindly remove it. Too I mean, I don't go to so many had fish having restaurants anymore, but back in the day when I did uh that would be before I had kids um yeah yeah, that's well, harder with kids <laughs> i would uh I would always send it back, hmm. I mean, I would eat it still, but I would just say, could you you know just d head and you know maybe take out the spine and any organs that are left in while you're at it, and then I'll eat it uh birds in the soup though, I don't think I could handle, yeah,
2: that was that was a little tough, and I knew that they that they wouldn't have wanted to know so. I didn't tell them yeah. until after everybody had finished eating, <laughs> and then I made sure that I told them. <laughs> was there because you got it? You got to tell them eventually, right? You got no. to have that reveal. I might vomit. We were in uh, we were in Japan one time, and we ordered. You know, and I speak some Japanese, but I don't speak it fluently. And I knew enough that what we had ordered was was chicken, and uh, it turned out it was um, like chicken sashimi. So oh, it man. came, and it was sort of lightly seared on the outside, and still raw on the inside.
0: But uh, you can do that.
2: That was well. We did it. It comes with a risk. Uh. At least the the baby bird had been cooked all the way through. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck!
0: <laughs> I'm not going to be able to eat. Uh, this Are is, we done? Are we I'm done? I'm just going to re-listen to this anytime I feel like I need to drop a few pounds. I I would almost describe myself as being. A near vegetarian, where I'll only eat a, a beef, chicken, turkey, and and occasionally <laughs> bacon. <laughs> Those are the only animals I'll eat. Every other animal is excluded. No dogs,
1: no and, giraffes, and moose. He's not screwing around.
0: No buffalo, no fish. Oh, nothing that yeah, ever I, lived in water. Oh, man,
2: have had horse? Ever have a horse?
0: Uh, no, no, couldn't do horse.
2: It's just like it's just like beef, really.
0: I mean, I wouldn't eat it. Is it?
2: Have you had an really ostrich?
1: Uh yeah, I think I have had an ostrich actually. I don't remember where. uh, I found it pretty much indistinguishable from chicken.
2: I thought it was a little. uh, I seem to remember it being more beefier, but I.
0: It is so hard to gross me out unless we're talking about food, and then it's the easiest thing in the world. If if I'm at lunch with somebody and they even mention a spider, then I'm just I'm I'm off (laughs) lunch for the rest of the day.
2: Is there any? Is there anybody that eats spiders? Is there like? Is there a culture that uh, that you know that eats spiders? Definitely, probably. You just know that it's out there, but you don't know it specifically. An alien culture.
1: I'm just, I'm saying that, you know, they're, um, you know, the wow. Well, when you Google eating spiders, which I'm not going to suggest no. Dave does, no. let's just say, <laughs> yeah, people eat spiders and maybe Google shouldn't include images in its search results by <laughs> <laughs> At keeping, the top. I mean, there's the one old at least dude not with at the, the, top. the spider like crawling out of his mouth as he eats it. And then there's this other guy oh, j- holding a plate of fried spiders. Uh, Why would you describe this to me? The first one's like, that's like a sexual thing, though, right? The fried spiders are a regional <laughs> delicacy in Cambodia. Fuck. Okay. Uh, it's a specialty snack. It's a popular attraction for tourists passing through the town. I'm guessing so is alcohol in that case. Oh, my God. Dave, I'm not going to read this anymore because mm. I'm feeling a little bit whiskish-ish <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> the taste has been uh. described as bland, rather like a cross between <laughs> chicken and cod. Of course it does. Of course He's it does. still going. I'm done now. I'm full. You're dead to me, Alex. <laughs> no one has to fight over the legs. Is the nice thing because there's eight of them to pass around. Would you ever eat people? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Would you
2: ever eat people? I would say that it uh, depends on how it was. Um, if it was uh, organic and uh, local. I thought you were going to say how it was prepared. <laughs> and and how it, and I'm less I'm less, a little less concerned about how it was prepared. As long as it was, sa- as long as it was safe. You know, I mean, if human sashimi was. Delivered, delivered
1: fresh. That would be some. That would be one thing. It couldn't be raw, but I, I think again, I would go back to the genetically engineered thing. I don't think I could eat an actual dead person unless I was, you know, a starving situation. But I could eat genetically engineered people meat to taste it. I think. I think I could psych myself up to do that.
0: What if? Well, the genetically engineered. Your problem there is that you'd be, uh, you'd be hurting somebody, right? You didn't. You wouldn't want to kill somebody for food, exactly. What if it was a person who voluntarily had an organ removed so that you could eat it?
1: I'm not big on organs. Like, I want meat. Yeah, that's the. You know
0: what? That I think
2: that's really the thing. Is like, I don't want it. I don't like organ meat.
0: Right. Mm, okay. Well, what about it's if the uh, organ?
2: The organ part turns me off more than the fact that it came out of a human.
0: A, a leg, a leg amputation. Oh, Why Christ. am I still doing this? Stop me. <laughs>
2: Wait, well, why are they amputating the leg? It's Is it, is it like gout or something? You know, because if it's some sort of
1: if flesh eating bacteria, there's something there's
2: wrong with the leg. A, I'm not eating it.
0: It's a voluntary <laughs> amputation specifically so that you can eat the leg because they're into that. No, because I don't support crazy people.
2: But what, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then see, then it becomes a sexual thing again.
0: The The leg was cut off in a car accident and they can't reattach it.
1: Well, not, that's not, that's not. The, no, I'm still, I'm not eating any trauma based meat <laughs> from humans. From humans? Yeah. <laughs> what if there was just a thing, though, that, you know, uh, like like organ donor,
2: would you like to donate uh, your muscles for to be meat for people? <laughs> <laughs> that you could get, you know, you could check that box on your driver's license.
1: Right. So you can either, you can be an organ donor, you can be a restaurant owner, or both. <laughs> it's like, send the kidneys to Wolfgang Puck and send the lungs to that guy in the hospital.
0: <laughs> All the starving people in the world, the problem could kind of solve itself. <laughs>
1: somebody call up science (laughs) Science. because this is good (laughs) oh god i'm crying
2: (laughs) 1-800 science
1: what's the what's the most unusual
2: thing that you've eaten john um okay so well wow the most (laughs) unusual thing i'd say the personally for me the most unusual thing um was live shrimp so I was in Japan for business, and the first night there, get you know, I got plane gets in, and uh, the first night there, I just go down to the to the hotel lobby to go to the sushi place in the hotel lobby, and I'm e- I'm eating just like the regular you know sushi set, and I think I see something out of the corner of my eye, and 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 then I pay him a little bit more attention, and sure enough, the the shrimp, which is you know the raw shrimp, which is just on top of rice, this the tail on top of rice is actually you know moving. Uh. Which I thought was, wow, that's okay. That's really fresh. That thing was alive not long ago. Um, And I ate it, and that was fine. And then I made the mistake of, you know, when we went out with some of the people from the local office uh, mentioning that story, and so we're all sitting around drinking, and and the people from the local office thought it would be really funny to order me actual live shrimp. So (laughs) they ordered these (laughs) two poor shrimp that came out, and their tails had been peeled but they were still whole on a bed of ice, just sort of like, Oh my God. No. No, please help me. <laughs> and so basically you just you have to You rip mutilate the tail. And
1: humiliate the shrimp before you eat them? I mean they're called shrimps. They're insulted from inception on. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a derog yes, it's a it's a horrible term to call a species. You rip the tail off and just eat it oh. and then they take the heads. <sighs> Take the heads back and fry up the heads and bring the heads out. This
1: is fast. way worse to me than everything else we've discussed. I think this is so disgusting.
2: So that was that was hard. Huh. That was actually hard because even though I've eaten I've eaten horse and I've eaten whale, um, <laughs> yeah. that was that was hard because it was. How do you eat? Was, how do you even get a whale? I literally had to kill it with my own hands. Was the whale dolphin safe? You know, so yeah, so it, it might even have been dolphin, um, but I was I was living, you know, because they don't they don't but say, free range they don't say yes, but free range that's the thing that's the thing. I was living in Japan and had a host family, and they they bought it without you know consulting me, and so wow. I thought, well, it's sitting there on the plate. I should try it
1: so i guess my question for all of those things for the horse for the the whale and especially for these living shrimp you mentioned it was difficult to eat them because you know they're friggin living as you begin to consume them uh do you enjoy it like is that is it a pleasurable eating experience or is it more just i'm going to psych myself up and do it now i can see that i've done it kind of thing
2: <laughs> um well the shrimp was pretty good because it <laughs> because it was so fresh <laughs> So yeah, it was fresh. So fresh. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to, you know, I I think if you're going to eat it, you know, why you know somebody's killing it? I don't know what difference does it make if it's me or the guy the guy behind the counter? In general, I would rather have the guy behind the counter do it. But uh yeah, I mean, I think always I would rather have the guy behind the counter do it. And then the and then the other things, I just I am I don't know. I might eat horse again, but I would not eat whale well again. Um and octopus, I don't need. I am trying not to eat octopus anymore either because they're really smart too.
0: I had a friend swear that jellyfish was delicious, and I don't eat anything that lives uh, lived in water or currently lives in water if it's still alive. Molds. Uh So the <laughs> idea of jellyfish is particularly disgusting to me. Uh, but his 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 argument was that I should try it, and so I suggested that i would I would try it if he would go skydiving with me, and he absolutely refused. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll go skydiving with you, but I'm not eating jellyfish. Yeah, let's go skydiving. I will eat jellyfish. I will not go skydiving. Okay, what's the rationale? Now we have two dates set up.
2: <laughs>
1: this <laughs> is promised lovely. I promise my wife that I, I won't <laughs> skydive until the kids are out of the home and in college and whatnot. She's still opposed to it, but I want to do it. And I, don't, I guess I won't do it while they're uh, still very young. Although it's not like I think, well, I'm going to wait because I'm going to probably die. I don't think I'm going to die, which is why I want to do it. If I thought I were going to die, I would not want to do it. I just want to be clear. I want to spell that out for everyone. Uh,
0: of course you're not going to die. It's safer oh, than sure. flying. I mean, that's, that's the, the cliche, but it really is. It's safer than flying by a lot.
2: Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like flying either.
0: The problem with flying is the airplane. Let's just remove that from the equation. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. And, and the airline. Do and you to go through TSA to skydive? You do not. Well, then I'm taking a bomb with me yeah. when oh, I do that's it a good.
2: That's a good point. That's a good, I never never even thought about that.
1: You're taking
0: Obama with so, you? So
1: a bomb, a bomb. Oh, I completely <laughs>
0: misheard that. That makes way more sense now.
2: I did a zip line over the weekend, and that was enough.
0: This weekend? This last weekend?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it like at a party place where it's like twenty feet? It out? A, yeah, no, okay.
2: it was. It was. It was run by party place people. They all had shirts on that said. Like the clown factory or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that is actually a terrifying concept. I don't have a clown fear, but an actual clown factory where humans go in <laughs> and clowns come out sounds terrifying. Also, fox <laughs> Right.
0: I thought maybe you just had a zip line set up in your backyard.
2: You know, we used to have this thing called a what was called a space trolley when I was a kid, and it was it was almost like a zip line, but it was between two trees, and it was this, and it was like a a thing that you. Put your feet on, and it would—you know—there was enough give in the wires between the trees that it would go down. It would—it would ride you between the two trees, and you would just go back and forth because you'd go down and get momentum, and then go up the other side and get to the other tree.
1: There are a lot of dangerous toys that don't make anymore. Like I don't—I don't. Can you still buy a slip and slide? I think you can. But I'll, well, let's ask the internet it uh, the internet says yes for 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 15 dollars at toys r us you can still buy the slip and slide which i think what? is beautiful oh yeah
2: yeah no you can get 15
0: that 15
1: bucks yeah i'm going to get one today this is slip and slide season everyone <laughs> uh
0: 25 yeah. through 2437 on amazon
1: so uh you know ooh wow
0: Between 1973
1: and 1991, seven adults and one teenager reported injuries suffered while using slip and slides, including neck injuries, bone fractures, quadriplegia, and paraplegia. Now, I like that Wikipedia lists... What was that number again? Uh, It says seven adults and one teenager, which doesn't seem like such bad odds. But I'm just saying I like that Wikipedia lists quadriplegia before paraplegia. Like, let's build to the (laughs) half-paralyzed thing. We're, we're gonna ease into that with the all paralyzed right. thing first. I like that.
0: What if it was leg meat from a quadriplegic? <laughs> God.
1: Please hold your applause until all the bodily damage has been announced. <laughs> I, the slip and slide is made by wham the same people who uh, wandarts. Oh, they, they sell one. They well, they the, they sell the a, a frisbee. I don't know if it's the frisbee brand frisbee or not.
0: Is it called a frisbee?
1: I'm ch- I'm checking. Whammo does make the frisbee, the frisbee flying disc. They make the official frisbee. Oh, they made the hula hoop. These guys know how to make toys. Damn straight they do. <laughs> you are talking about Wamo. I want to go to work for these guys. You know what? I bet none of them pronounce the T. The frisbee, the hula hoop, slip and slide, Wand wandarts, something called bubble thing. <laughs> All of these things could also double the sexual positions. A space trolley. Well, maybe not the magic sand. Splatter up? Wow.
0: The Mars Opportunity Rover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All the fun stuff. They
2: made all the fun stuff.
1: We did not have a slip and slide because my parents thought it was too dangerous. Uh, We did have a swimming pool in which I very nearly drowned the very first weekend we had it. (laughs) When was this? I was three years old. Uh, so it was 1983, I'm guessing, or maybe 1984, and, uh, they had installed a pool in the backyard and they had guests over and I didn't want to, I was a polite kid, as you might imagine. This was an above ground pool. <laughs> in ground. Oh, in ground, in ground pool. pool. How My deep? My parents are, uh, eight feet deep at the deep end, I believe. Wow. Um, with a diving board, you know, the, the full death trap pool setup, which is actually the same kind that I have now. Um, but uh, so my parents are there chatting with their their guests on the deck and I don't want to be rude and interrupt their conversation to say, hey, could you please put my floaties on? So instead, <laughs> I just go back <laughs> into the pool and my sister is there and she's saying, hey, Lex, check out this handstand. And then she comes back up and she says, what do you think of my handstand? Why are you turning blue? Why won't you talk to me? And finally, some of what my sister is saying to me, indignant that I won't comment on her Uh, handstand is bleeding into my parents' conversation. And they turn and realize that I am underwater. So they jump in and get me, and uh, they have to, they take me, my dad's a doctor, so they're going to take me to the hospital, my mom drives, which I know you can't quite appreciate the unusualness of, but she, literally, I never saw my mom drive when my dad was in the car ever, I didn't see it this time either, because I was unconscious, but uh, my mom drives, so my dad's got me in the backseat trying to get my mouth open, I think he knocked out a couple baby teeth to help pry my mouth open, he uh, he gets me to cough up some water, we get to the hospital, and I woke up with a, a face mask on, you know, an oxygen mask on, and my parents were like, you're okay. You can talk with that mascot. And I just slowly shook my head. No, like, there's no fucking way I'm talking with this mascot. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm here or what's going on. What's really... Because I sound like Bane? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's really weird, and I believe me, I do not have any uh, belief in the supernatural occult or, or anything else, but I vividly recalled being driven to the hospital by a very old dude in a big limousine, which I now believe to have been a hearse in my mind. And I <laughs> talked about it the next day, that that's how I remember going to the hospital. And that's weird. <laughs> I don't think it meant anything or it has any significance at all, but that was, I had this vision of the old guy. I can still picture the old guy who drove me to the hospital complete with like a chauffeur cap on.
2: Wow. And it didn't happen. Is he creepy I looking or, or is he detail? very jovial no, and just like and old pleasant. and friendly. Old and friendly. In a way, that's creepy right. to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe it doesn't feel <laughs> creepy to you, but it sounds awfully creepy to me. Old friendly guy drives you to the hospital while you're dying. Which probably happens more often than people would care to admit. <laughs> Then maybe that's a whole genre of like near-death experience.
0: Yeah, like the thin man or the uh, the, the the people in the shadows kind of a thing. Like that sort of memetic. Yeah. The old friendly guy driving you to the hospital. Did you look
2: that up on on uh, Wikipedia or? I'm
0: writing the Wikipedia article you're,
2: now. Your in your
1: internet search engine device.
0: Yeah, it should be published by the time the show goes up.
1: Good. So I, now I have to find out from WAMMO's website how the giggle and splash is different from the slip and slide. Oh, it's totally different. <laughs> giggle and splash. <laughs> how do you not make a joke about that? I'm struggling. I'm to just going to recite a couple toy names, and you can't. You, you try to convince me that WAMMO isn't in the business of making double entendre toy names. We've got Aqua Force, <laughs> Giggle and Splash, uh, The Hacky Sack, Hula Hoop, Mori Boogie, Slip and Slide, Super Ball. <laughs> come on now. I skipped over the Willy because it was too easy. And there's also backyard games. That's, lawn darts. That's, I think, my favorite. I, I'm just going to let him keep saying lawn darts and we'll never once acknowledge
0: You just did. The air blaster, which could blow out a candle at 20 feet.
1: Yeah, good.
0: <laughs> there's some ping pong balls involved there, I think. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So yeah. I just want to,
1: I, I know this was a long time ago. I know this was a long time ago now (laughs) in podcast terms, but I can't stop thinking about it. The bird in the bottom of the soup was dead, right? It was cooked all the way through. (laughs) Yes.
0: It was cooked all the way through, but still alive.
1: Very dead. It wasn't like drowning and like flapping its wings saying, please take me out of this bowl of soup. No, no, it was dead. And it it was in the serving vat. Is that how the other people didn't know?
2: No, it was in—we all had individual bowls of soup, and it was in—
1: How did they not notice that was it was there? One, the there soup.
2: was one—it was all down on the bottom. It was down the bottom. It was a pretty big bowl. It was down the bottom. And I think uh, they just didn't finish their soup to get down there. And Ugh. there was a lot of different stuff in there. So it's like if you didn't scoop up from the bottom, you would oh, never God. know the horrible secret Whoa. that lay at the bottom. Do you think you're meant to eat it,
1: or is it just there for flavor and Style? Style?
2: I ch- I, I think know. it was there for flavor and stuff cuz I had the thought of like actually crunching through that thing um Oh. <laughs> what a perfect verb. Ah. There's very little meat on a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> Crunchy. They only get meaty when they learn how to fly. Uh, unlike veal. The cow at least is born with a little. I mean the cow gets yeah. up immediately, right? The cow doesn't. I mean, right, I mean. Lays, lays around for an hour or so.
1: I'm frankly of yeah. the belief that we haven't we haven't had our meatiest cow yet because they still haven't taught cows to fly. They have just the, all the, just those vestigial those vestigial wings that are completely useless. I like buffalo wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's pause for a second so we can <laughs> a you know uh, stop feeling disgusted and <sighs> b talk about our uh, our sponsor for the episode Pixelmater. You know Pixelmater, Dave, right? I know I know them well. Pixelmator, uh, they call themselves an inspiring, easy to use, beautifully designed image editor. Blah blah blah. How to create stunning new images? the point is, it's a really good image editor, photo editor. You can draw in it. Well, you can draw in it. I cannot draw in it. It is pretty. That's that's my failing. And um, you know, usually it's. Uh, I believe it's. And right now, I'm assuming you're not listening to this podcast too far into the future. This podcast is, uh, if you're listening to it, let's say, let's say if you're listening to it in early to mid October, it's 75% off. So it's $15 instead of $60. That's a, it's a pretty good sale price. That's a, that's a huge discount. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) They, they paid Dave extra to say that, but I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at the read and I kind of can't believe it's 75%. That's, that's a, that's a great deal. It's a big dis- – and, I mean, it's, this was a best-selling app at its full price, right? So, I mean, it's it's consistently one of the top sellers in the Mac App Store and with good reason. So it's, it's version 2.1 right now, and I think in 2.1 they added retina-ready imagery. So if you have an expensive, fancy retina display MacBook Pro, you can use it. It's got iCloud support, and uh, it's got new effects and a new way to look at effects and apply effects and stuff. It's pretty fancy. It's a fancy image editor. And it's a bargain at four times the price. It's very true, so check them out. Search for Pixelmator on the Mac App Store. Uh, you can also, you know, if, if you're into that sort of thing, go to pixelmator.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. If you spell "mator," M-A-T-O-R. I do
0: with a pixel in front of it. And pixel-like. I'm. De- I can definitely spell pixel.
1: Yes. Yes. As can your dog. I think. Yeah. I'll check. I'll check her collar. And and while we're telling people what to do, because a we're telling you to go buy Pixelmator, uh, and make sure, by the way, that you tell them that that unprofessional sent you. Actually, I guess if you're in the Mac app store, you can't tell them that. For Yeah, tell them the talk show sent you. I don't care because they can hear you. You
0: should buy the app and then send them an email telling them what right. we sent you.
1: Yeah, forget about the talk show. Back to us again. <laughs> send them an email and say unprofessional <laughs> sent you. And while we're telling people what to do, we should tell them to, to go to iTunes and rate this podcast anywhere from four and a half to five stars. I would encourage five, but go with your heart. Right. I want. I want people, they can have a little wiggle room. I mean, it doesn't support half stars, but if you hack it. I'm okay with 4.5.
0: You know what what else people should do? What? They should like the show on Facebook. We have a Facebook page.
1: uh, Facebook.com slash unprofesh. That's U-N-P-R-O-F-E-S-H? Yes. That's exactly the same as our Twitter name. It is. I like consistency. Amazing. Before we wrap up, do you have any other disgusting food stories you'd like to share with us? It doesn't have to be disgusting; it's just memorable—a memorable eating experience. It could be something that you just enjoyed and was fucking delicious. It didn't involve a dead baby bird, for Christ's sake, John. Maltz. <laughs> Once I had a really good cheeseburger—terrific. End of show. See, that would have been fine. I'm just uh, saying. I
0: think I think the listeners would agree. <laughs> I agree. Fuck. In a way,
1: in a way, I'm
2: almost I'm almost more disgusted by like the um was it the Krispy Kreme cheeseburger? with bacon. Have you seen, you've seen that? It's a crispy, it's a glazed Krispy Kreme donut cut in half with a burger you know, and bacon on the inside.
0: I could see why a person would like that. I I wouldn't, but I can see why somebody would.
1: I think it's the wrong flavors mixed together. Exactly. I
2: think so too.
1: I find that more appalling.
0: This is a culture where we deep fry candy bars. So I can see why somebody would like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, but looking at all the different disgusting ways people assemble food, you know, there's there's that the 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 Krispy Kreme burger or cheeseburger. Friendly sells, I forget what they call it, but they've got, uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember if it's oh. a burger or a chicken sandwich, but where the the loaves of bread instead of instead of using you know buns, it's a cheeseburger on either end. I'm sorry, it's a grilled cheese. on Grilled either cheese, end. yeah, it's a grilled cheese <laughs> sandwich, yeah. And yeah. uh, that to me is, is edible, but probably more food than any human needs. Right. I don't have an objection to the double-double that uh, KFC... is. That's not what it's called. The, the double-down that KFC sells, where it's <laughs> instead of bread, it's fried chicken, and then I think cheese and bacon, and then fried chicken again. I have no objection to that. I think that's just a, a breadless sandwich. Also a sex euphemism. Yes. The double-down.
0: There's the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas.
2: Also a sex euphemism.
0: <laughs> it's uh, It's named because... Uh no well yes but in this case no uh it's it's a restaurant and they serve like ridiculously high calorie high fat items uh, greasy deep fried everything and <sighs> the 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 whole thing is the joke is that you're gonna die of a heart attack I think a guy actually did have a heart attack
1: yeah there there was a guy who did have a heart attack at the heart attack that's right you're absolutely right now I remember a trip that I took to Israel. I think I I went solo and I visited my sister at the time was living there and her husband who is Israeli and we went out to an American restaurant in Jerusalem as you do. And it was called Normans. It's no it no longer exists. But they had a um, a couple of years prior, I had eaten their big Kahuna burger, which was like a one point four pound burger, and if you ate that, you got to put your name on the wall. so I did that. But when I went back, they were like, Oh, you ate the the big Kahuna burger that 's nothing now we have the sumo burger that 's two pounds, and if you eat that, you get a t shirt and I said, Sign me An up extra large so t-shirt. they bring it out it's uh yeah it's uh it's served on a it's served on a dinner plate. there are two open face buns underneath it to support the uh, burger itself, which is also about the circumference of the dinner plate and uh i i you dive into it with a fork and knife this isn't a burger you're going to be picking up and i by the time I got to the last quarter, that's where things really slowed down um you, you oh you have an hour by the way, <laughs> and you um, started seeing a kindly old man driving you to the hospital <laughs> yeah <laughs> on the last quarter, I was literally taking my water glass and having them refill a lot and pouring it on top of the meat to sort of pre-chew it for me to just oh, fill it up oh, a bit God. i I did finish it, and then I was like, Do you have to eat the bun? And they said no, and I did anyway, both buns. I, I got the t shirt, and I lost it, and the restaurant went out of business, so there's no longer any evidence that I ate the burger.
0: So, your story may be a What a shame.
1: Line. It could be. I'm going to
0: go with uh, he made it all up.
1: Uh, you know, I bet if you search. Why, why would you not go like with Lex that? Friedman's Subo <laughs> Burger, it could be there somewhere.
0: I'll add it to your Wikipedia page. You they did think they have, have their
1: f- website? Their, their MySpaces page is still there? <laughs> It's totally there. It's totally still visible on the internet that I once ate a sumo burger. Where are you? You're you're lying. If you Google Lex Friedman sumo burger, you'll see in the Google results for me at least, there's one that's for somebody named Eliav Friedman in the People directory. P I P L. I have no idea what it is, but apparently one of the references for where that person's name is mentioned on the internet includes. Norman's old now defunct website indicating that we all ate sumo burgers at two point two pounds. We are so not putting this in the show notes. <laughs> I ate it. All right. It was good for like the first half.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing about those things. It is good for the first half.
0: I can't I can't imagine trying to do those things. There's a pizza place here in Denver uh, called yeah. Bojo's. And uh they've got one of those challenges where if you eat this monster pizza in an hour then you get well, you'd have to pay for it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna pay for it, just not sure. Here, <laughs> <up front. laughs> we'll let the healthcare system deal with that one. Not to mention,
1: probably your colon. You pay for it out back. Yeah. To me, I will say the saddest part to me about getting older isn't you know, you know, getting tired sooner, let's say, or feeling achy and weaky. It's that you can't eat as much weaky. It's not even feeling achy and weakish. Wikipedia, but. Yes, but I, I don't know. I just hate that I can't eat as much as I used to be able to eat. I hate that my metabolism isn't as awesome as it once was. Yeah, but you're on your treadmill desk, so I assumed
0: you'd be eating all day.
1: Well, I, when I started the treadmill desk, I did eat more. I just added in desserts to make up for it. I eventually decided, and I was staying neutral, but now that I'm, you know, I I went down from, I don't know, I started 2012 at 217, and now I'm like 190. Um, by stop, all I did was stop eating the extra desserts that I added when the treadmill first started.
0: <laughs> there should be a challenge of you have to finish the monster uh, food item while you're on your treadmill desk.
1: That would be good. I do sometimes, I don't very often take meals at the treadmill desk. Is there food that you guys eat that you would just, that, that you have trouble stopping eating? What do you mean? Like uh, potato chips where it's hard to eat just one?
2: Like, well, for me, like, no, well, yeah, yeah, maybe potato chips, but more like, like just more like a... Like a kind uh, a bigger class of food. So, like with me, it's like me, it's Indian food.
0: Oh, I can't eat Indian food.
2: I go to an Indian restaurant and I cannot stop. I cannot stop e- shoving Indian food into my mouth.
0: I can't um. eat Indian food. I'm going to tell you the story of why I can't eat Indian food. I'm going to ruin Indian food for you forever. There we go. Awesome. I was working for uh, Gateway Computers, and there's these two buildings. I was in the IT department, so I was fixing computers. There's there's two buildings, and in one building it was like all the engineering type people, and the other building it was like call center type people. And uh, to play to the stereotype, the call center building was pretty much filled with people from India. Well, we had the office in uh, the IT office in Building One. We had the IT office in Building Two, and I was a pretty big slacker. So I would often go to Building Two, where nobody ever had problems, and I would just go under a, a desk in the IT office and sleep. It's a pretty good plan. <laughs> one day I go over there, and I'm walking. I'm walking through the building, and it just smelled great. It smelled amazing, uh, and I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to make uh, sometimes for breakfast. It was like like uh, rice and cinnamon and milk, and and oh, uh, I good. haven't really had it since. But yeah, it was, it was really good, and uh, like it smelled like that in the building, and it it, it like brought back this nostalgia, that food nostalgia, because uh, smell and memory are so closely linked. And I was thinking about that, and it kind of made me nostalgic, a little homesick, and uh, really hungry, really hungry. And I don't know, a good two or three hours goes by, and I'm walking through, and I'm waiting for lunch so I can eat. I'm just starving at this point. And uh, I, I finally, I walk through the hall, and uh, I overhear the conversation that the reason the building smelled that way was that all of the toilets had backed up. <laughs> so what I was smelling wasn't delicious food. It was uh, the shit <laughs> from about a thousand Indian people having backed up. I'm choosing not to believe that story. And now the smell of curry will will make me ill. I will vomit.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I'm choosing not to believe that story. If, I, if there's one uh, story uh, that we've talked about today, that I think that's the one that I'm choosing not to believe. Do I get one? Do I get more than one?
1: Yes, you can use as many as you'd like. <laughs> okay. You never saw a, soup in the, a chicken in the soup bowl or a bird. Or no, I
2: believe my stories. <laughs> I think I'll go ahead and believe the stories <laughs> that I told.
1: Thanks, though. Chicken carcass for the soul. Um, <laughs> oh, God. The, the food that I... Baby chicken carcass for the soul. I, uh, I uh, The food that I can eat, because I'm, I'm just choosing not to think about Dave's Indian defecation story Thank anymore. Thank you. Uh, the food that I can eat endlessly, I would say, is takeout Chinese food. You know, American-style mm-hmm. takeout Chinese food. We get often from the kosher Chinese restaurant in town. And, um, <laughs> that is smart marketing. Smart marketing. Yeah, I literally cannot stop. <laughs> literally, I literally do get unqueasy. No, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't stop eating. I just you, can't, you get queasy, get and then you and you courses. eat through your queasiness and that's into right. nirvana. It's just, I mean, you know, it's the joke about Chinese food that you can keep eating and you don't get full or whatever. But I mean, I that's get full, true. but I still can't stop. Must have more fried things yeah. that have batter and meat inside them. Yeah, can't stop. That's a close. That's that's up
2: there too with me. But uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is about Indian food. But I will just, I mean, I love naan. I love. Take a masala. Oh
1: God! The thing I love with, with Indian food is that I had a, gr- a friend, an Indian friend, who used to take bowel movements in my house, and it always just months I thought
2: we weren't going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to forget, move along.
0: <laughs> Having that story recorded is great because I always tell people I could ruin Indian food for you, but I'm not going to. Now I can just tell them to listen to this episode.
2: We didn't actually get disconnected, I dropped off. <laughs> it's like fuck this, Click. He, he hung up.
1: <laughs> was great. Screw it you, Whiskus,
0: life. click. Uh yeah. I, okay,
2: well, yeah. I think we've all learned a lot. This
0: entire episode is like the dinner scene <laughs> in Temple of Doom. <laughs>